Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 164, and today we'll be talking about the preview for the episodes that are coming out on November 10th. I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. So the time to get hyped is here! Finally! Kind of! Yes! <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, I think I actually calculated it somewhere. It was, um, something like 125 days. <laughs> That's how long this hiatus was. I think it's been more than that. I can't. I mean, I don't. I don't exactly keep track of you know days since the last episode, but I know it's been a while. The calculate the hiatus is one hundred and sixty-five days long. On November tenth, wow. they don't even do us the dignity of airing it on television. It's not going to be on television at all. Not until later, uh, probably December. Okay, so on November tenth, is it just going to be like okay, now you can buy it on iTunes? Like, what's what's going to be? No, no, it's gonna it's gonna go out to the app. I don't know if it'll even be out on iTunes. Usually you can't buy it until it airs on TV. All right. And what what time exactly will it be available on the app? They have not gone into specifics. I'm assuming that the switch gets flipped pretty early in the day, though. So maybe even at midnight. Uh, It just depends. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. They've done this with Adventure Time before where they just released on the app first and sometime in the future it was on TV and I feel like I was watching those episodes around midnight, well, so. Adventure Time in its prime had quite a lot of attention on it. Steven Universe, I feel like, is just being suppressed. Like, we're looking at, like, Legend of Korra, if not worse. That's exactly the feeling I had. I uh, wait, hold on. Okay, there we go. Okay. What did we just do? <laughs> Put another coin in the salt jar. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay uh, all right we're getting closer to beach city con already that's awesome yeah. <laughs> um so yes they are coming to the app which is something but for many people the app means watching it on a, a relatively small screen so unless you have something like an apple tv or i don't even know an android tv i mean your cables on demand section will hopefully hopefully get it right just not the day of this promo wasn't exactly filled with with content it kind of showed us some things we've already known about like dewey wins we didn't really get too many more insights on on that race although it is pretty interesting now we've seen that who's running against mayor dewey uh which how do you guys react to that? I am so disappointed it's not Fryman. Dewey defeats Fryman. That's uh, all I ask for. You heard me. <laughs> Nana Fla is mm-hmm. literally the best possible timeline. I do not know I what agree. you are talking about. It's crazy good. I mean, we I I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast. I needed more Nana Fla and I just I had no idea what context that would exist in and this is this is the best. It's insane. They have fulfilled a dream. Although I will say this about Nanafwa, it was nice to see Ian Jones Cordy in the audience cheering his grandmother. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, but all right. So confirm we have six episodes that are going to be released. That's what the word is. Yes. And so only one of them long. has a title or a description. Well, Dewey wins is 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 in the release. We have a title. Yeah. So and... besides Dewey wins, the other five episodes have nothing. We don't know if one of those is that two parter reunion or whatever yeah that's yeah. probably gonna be hmm yeah so oh, we yeah. don't know 
Uh, oh yeah, we don't know. Reunions probably after this. They've they've only shown because people were complaining. Oh, these are just Beach City filler episodes, and I'm like, uh, can we not have this discussion again? <laughs> no, filler episodes are great. I think that these six episodes are probably the six that lead up to that two parter uh, reuniting with Lars. So that's a good that's a good little pace. Six episodes okay. and then leading into yeah. something bigger, and. I, I don't know what else. I, we know we're going to deal with the mayoral race. We know we're going to deal with some sort of fallout between Connie and Steven. And maybe Pearl's going to talk about some homeworld stuff. Uh, we would be so lucky. I, I, I did think it was funny. Oh, it would be impossible for me to explain. Yeah, you said the same thing about corruption, honey. Yeah, just like say it, try your best. And hopefully Steven can ask, can ask follow-up questions. If Pearl is allowed to use sock puppets, I think she can get it down to Stephen's level. I am confident. I'm confident as well. Oh my god, okay. Okay, well, can we talk about the most hype part of this trailer, though? Sadie joins a band as the singer. Yeah! yeah. It's, this little progression has been really interesting to see. First she was totally shy about it, and then that whole... Beach of Palooza was just a nightmare, but then once she got to hang out with the cool kids once, she's already like way more integrated with them than Lars ever could have dreamed of being. Yeah. And I said it on Reddit. It was the it was the genre change. Like as soon as you put it in context of horror, Sadie's there. Oh yeah, Sadie sounds like an absolute <laughs> Halloween nut. Um so yeah, if this could be Okay, so what generally does the Beach of Palooza, like what season, like do we know when it generally takes place? Isn't it summer? Because this looks like it's it's kind of leaning towards Halloween. Yeah, because I thought they said it was twice a year. I, I got that oh. image in my head. Oh, that's you guys think point. they're preparing for Beach of Palooza again? That'd be crazy, a third Beach of Palooza. I feel like that many years hasn't haven't passed. Well, a year and a half. So that's all it would take. Beach of Palooza at the very beginning of the first season. Be- well, not the very beginning. The middle of the first season, Beach of Palooza again, and whatever the other season it was in, in Beach of Palooza now. Um, or maybe it's just a generic Beach City Halloween event. Like, do we know that it's Beach of Palooza? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be Beach of Palooza they're performing for. They could just put on a concert. Right. Well, I mean, the background sort of looked like a VHS special effect, so we don't know. Maybe they're just straight up recording a music video with Sour Cream's equipment or something. So. Yeah. Or even Greg's equipment. It looks like... Did I seriously forget his name? The Dewey Kid. Ha! Buck! Buck, Buck Dewey! Buck, Buck, oh Buck. my god, I forgot. <laughs> what? Does it look... <laughs> Does it look like Buck Dewey looks like he's kind of being left out of the situation? Am I the only one who kind of sees that? I feel like it's just played for jokes. He's just like, what is he even doing standing there in the band? He's just straight face, glasses, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Then who again, knows? he could be under a lot of distress since his dad not only has someone running against him, but there's there's a little bit of uh, negative feelings towards him. Somebody's holding the sign oh, yeah. that says like "Down with Dewey." People are in front yeah, of his what's office, up with that? right in front of his office window, shouting a lot of pointing fingers there, and a lot closer to his window. So that's got to be that just... cover up is probably coming back to get him. Right. So yeah, well, mm. something's coming out that's making Dewey. Uh, an unliked figure. It's not just Nanafal running for fun. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, we always thought it was kind of a little bit absurd that Mayor Dewey was always talking about, like, well, we need to worry about those votes when it's like, <laughs> and, and people were like, yeah, but does anyone ever run against him? So, who knows? Maybe this is the and first now time. now they are. 
Yeah, maybe this is the first time he actually has had a political opponent. Who knows? And I, I checked, Beach of Palooza is annual, but I don't know, it doesn't have to be Beach of Palooza. Yeah, so the way I'm kind of seeing this, these next six episodes playing out, is we have that bit in the beginning with Connie and Steven having that bit of a, a, a falling out, or at least a, an argument. And there will probably be a discussion with Pearl in that same episode. Yeah, and then obviously Dewey wins is going to be about that. So I think Steven's just sort of going to like go off to Beach City, realize things are different, realize things are complicated. And then obviously somewhere along the line, he and Connie are going to make up. But I think that's going to be after he has that kind of Skype call, that FaceTime with um, yeah. Yeah. Lapis yeah. and Pearl. No. And I wonder what gets said to make Lapis angrily. Yeah, that. right. That Paradox is weird. Paradot's not in that shot anymore. And the way Lapis hangs up, it's like, was she mad at Steven? Or is she just mad at Paradot and just hangs up to deal with the situation? Well, not maybe really Steven sure. was like, yeah, I was just ignoring you. And Lapis is like, piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we so that pretty much touches on all the things that might happen. I think the only other episode that might exist in that six is seeing some of what happened to Beach City while Steven was gone. But because, mm. you know, now Connie sort of has this relationship with Lion that we don't really know about how that happened. Uh, but I feel like we it are. Doesn't, the chosen it doesn't one. surprise me. Yeah, I like I don't know if there's going to be any explanation there. We've already done a here's Beach City when Steven is gone story. So I feel like yeah. it's too much retreading, even if it's not the new Crystal Gems. I, I don't know if we need to waste a whole episode on that. But yeah, I mean, really, Connie and Lion, it's they're, they're two of Steven's knights. Right. So it just makes sense for them to hang out. And I guess Steven really disappointed them. <laughs> yeah, it's just. They gave us no information. Like, we didn't get episode titles. We didn't get synopses. Right. Yeah. While they're doing... While they, maybe... The Cartoon Network schedules are not doing a great job of <laughs> giving us episodes in, in ways that make sense. They are doing, in general, just Cartoon Network, the storyboarders, doing a good job of, of keeping it a little bit of a secret. Giving us a little bit of mystery. Thank we're, God. We're ready to anticipate. Yeah. Like, we're not... I you know I enjoyed though the playful episode summaries like we're we're kind of missing out on that the weekly episode yeah. format getting those like Steven's bathroom like oh kind of description <laughs> yeah so finally I, I miss that but but it's fine it's fine so I like I like the mystery of it and it sticks it once I just feel like the the promos and the episode titles and the synopses gave the fans just enough puzzle pieces to put two and two together and pick at the end of the entire season. It was just, it was, <laughs> I was watching the show and I'm like, yep, that fan theory was right. Yeah, there we go. It's like, uh-huh. You know, I do want to be surprised sometimes, believe it or not. I want to be caught off guard. You guys want to talk about picking apart at something to predict something. Here's what I'm kind of thinking the Dewey wins angle is. I'm assuming that they'll use that to kind of talk about the politics of Homeworld a Ooh. little bit. Interesting, okay. Because yeah. you have Nanafwa, the upstart, coming up at the ossified order of Mayor Dewey. And she's got uh, her little ragtag rebellion there. I think I think this could be used to say something. Interesting. I like that theory. I mean, I maybe I Mayor know. Dewey will be betrayed by somebody close to him. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting because generally, I mean, obviously excluding the diamonds, the kind of uh, 
attitude and portrayal that the show has had towards just the general gems of Homeworld is that they're not necessarily evil. They're just kind of victims of, of following like the status quo of Homeworld, like the whole idea of path of least resistance, how they put up with a lot of the a lot of the stuff that goes on in Homeworld because it's the easiest thing to do. I mean, it's just the thing to do. <laughs> like, not necessarily just because they're going to be executed if they don't. Like, I think there's a lot of things that just, obviously, like, the diamonds aren't going to come in and be like, oh, you're going to be shattered because you uh you said this one thing. I think it's more just like, it's there's also just a lot of social pressure in Homeworld to follow that status quo. And so I don't know how that's going to play into the whole Dewey Nanaflaw thing, because that's kind of how I've been interpreting the Steven Universe message about the homeworld and homeworld gems and all that system because we've well, seen the crystal gems obviously paint anybody on homeworld and anybody who supports homeworld is evil but then the show going into uh characterizing a lot Topaz. of these yeah yeah the show going into characterizing a lot of these homeworld gems and they're just like they're complex and they just even holly blue's a fangirl uh oh she's yeah. just a disciplinarian and a total yellow diamond fangirl Right. Yeah, There's yeah. truly no evil character, maybe. Well. Except for Rose Quartz, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... <laughs> she murdered her own diamond. Yeah. But I'm not going to make any, like, big predictions about Dewey Wins, because, you know, we have so little to go on, but I am going to be looking at it with the lens of, okay, might this be trying to imply something about Homeworld? That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to look at it for first. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously, if it, if some lines do start to get connected, I'm not going to say no to that. But I don't know. I'm just I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. One last place I still uh, saw maybe some possibilities for theorizing is Steven's song. The first thing that we see in the promo. Uh, I wish mm. I could tell you like, so where do you guys think he is directing that song or to who? It sounds like it's him trying to apologize to Connie. That's what I always thought. I think yeah. Connie and the yeah. Crystal Gems as a whole. He's like, I wish I could tell you I thought my sacrifice was necessary. I wish I could tell you how guilty I feel about the actions of my mom. Which he probably should just do. He, like, he totally can do that right now. Right. And he probably should be. Well, because, and so, yeah. <laughs> with that though, I feel like just those first few words, I wish I could tell you I think Steven wants to directly talk to Connie and work it out. And I think he would directly talk with the gems too. So it's a little, uh, for me, there were like two possibilities I saw with his sort of like his wish sort of wording. It's either, if it is toward Connie, I feel like he can talk to her. He wouldn't just be like, I wish I could tell you, but you went away on Lion, so I can't. Like, it could, <laughs> uh, I think it's more of a, I wish I knew how to tell you. Yeah, yeah. it could be. Or, or. Or he could be about his mother. Could be exploring the love interest a little more with Steven too, between oh, him and Connie. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. so hope after five seasons. I'm just saying. I like how I'm he just, just saying. takes it for granted that he and Connie are going to be a couple. She's going to be president and he wants to be first right. husband, not first boy. <laughs> so, I mean, 
Uh, I believe it's Rebecca who, uh, on the podcast, the official podcast at least, said, you know, that their love, or it might have been in the art book, said, you know, Stephen Connie's love is supposed to be sort of innocent the whole time on the show. So, like, when they've written in possibly Stephen and Connie kissing before, you know, they haven't involved that because it's supposed to be like a childlike romance, the kind where you just assume you'll be married and be president. But, like, you know, he might, this song could be that way. And if it wasn't that, like, like you said, GC, I, it could be Rose just because that whole I wish thing could be like, well, he he can never talk to Rose. But I don't feel like the timing's right right now for him to be singing a song about yeah. talking to Rose unless he's just really introspective. And he's like, man, I wish I could talk to the one person who could just answer all my questions right now. So, yeah. well, I think, yeah, that's probably the most relevant. But I mean, the whole idea of child relationships, I think there is a very, very significant difference between like little kid romances and then like young teenager romances because little kid romances is like oh we're like cute and like we're obviously gonna get married because obviously and because we're best friends and that's what best friends do i think i think he's old enough to know the difference yeah and so but however you see a lot in young teenagers and these young adolescents it becomes more about like what is society expecting me from me when it comes to romance and love and sex and all that kind of things? Obviously, they're not going to be talking about the latter on the show, but still, it's different, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting to explore them in that sort of adolescent age where it is a little bit beyond that completely innocent childhood romance, but also mm-hmm. it's romance without sexual tensions or expectations. I think that's the only yeah. place that they would... Yeah avoid uh but everything else it's sort of interesting investigating that space like what is romance friendship intimacy without without like sex and they've kind of done that with stevani already in a sense too um that sort of intimacy between them and the way they defend and talk about you know being there for each other is is all part of that exploration we've seen definitely like a big dichotomy of a of a difference between Stephen and Connie and their views about not just like obviously romance but about other things Connie is very much like thinking about the societal expectations and like what are the tropes blah 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 and Stephen has since he wasn't raised under those kind of things he has much more of I guess an organic view of what relationships can be not really put into the sort of boxes that we see happening in these kind of relationships yeah, so I'm interested. I'm really interested to see if they are going to go for it. Because honestly, I'm not going to be that mad or upset if they don't really delve into that kind of romance between the both of them. But I'm interested to see that if it plays out, how it will play out. So, Isabel, you're never very chatty. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> part of this preview interests you the most. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe Paradox and Lapis. Like, what were they doing while Steven was gone? Yeah, that's a, hmm. I feel like they may have been more... Showing Pearl up on how to build a spaceship. Yeah, Honestly. involved in Steven's rescue. What are they doing when they're over there at the barn anyway? I mean, they basically go into stasis and are drawn in a single frame. And then anytime they're reintroduced into the story, we drag that frame back into view and start animating them again. Like, I don't know if they even <laughs> exist outside. They're constantly marathoning Camp Pining Hearts. Right. Like, something completely mundane, useless not to be brought up in the plot. Like, 
<laughs> you know, they're just stuck they, over there. They started there. a farm that one time. That's true. I mean, they're like, well, if we can't bubble characters to put them in literal stasis until we need them, uh, you know, Lapis and Paradox as close as it gets. Yeah. yeah. The bard will have to suffice. Yeah, I just, I do wish they had a bit more of a kind of progress on what Lapis and Peridot are going on and what they're doing. Like, maybe a little bit more involvement in the general plot of the episodes, besides just, like, the plot is going to be specifically about Lapis and Peridot. Instead, it can be a bit more about um them being in the background, like, they don't necessarily need to be, like, the the offshoots, and then, you know, going back to the main Crystal Gems, you know. So, I just... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Isabel, you are not alone. Lots of people. Come on. Apparently, put Paradot and Lapis on a bus, but they're right there by the warp pad. They're like literally 30 seconds away. (laughs) (laughs) To the nearest warp pad. It's not that far. I don't know. It just like, I was expecting to see Lapis and Paradot in the kind of the the warp pad as Steven gets home uh, from Lion's Mane. I was expecting to see them there. Maybe even uh, save. Yeah, for real. I mean, kind of all hands on deck, you know? Why are they just calling him? They could see him any time. I mean, maybe they don't want to intrude, but they can just go straight into his house to see if he's there. Like, come <laughs> it on. It could be a millennial thing where, like, you want to check up with someone via text, phone, whatever, before committing to something before it. Like, I get very mad at my mom <laughs> if she calls me directly without texting me. So, who knows? <laughs> Yeah. It's like you're FaceTiming me and you didn't even make an appointment. Like, please. But who knows? I don't know. I'm most interested, as much as I love Mayor Dewey, I'm kind of scared of that episode because it says Dewey wins. So that, again, that makes me think Dewey defeats Truman, which means Dewey loses. So I'm, oh. I'm going for the safe bet and all my thoughts are on Sadie singing. Man, you just made me with that historical reference. What if that is what the title is? And do we? Because that's but, that's scary. Do okay, he that's the, the US most election where he gets that is... the minority of the votes but still wins. Yes. No, but I, I first of all, if there's like a newspaper that says Dewey wins and they're throwing it out at the end of the episode, I just that's going to just kill me. I, I I love that. And then also like that is that is of everything. I don't care like Jasper appearing in a hand ship like seeing Yellow Diamond. None of that compares to the paradigm shift that is Mayor Dewey now just being Dewey. Like I mean, <laughs> Mr. William Dewey. Dewey. I mean, Mr. Dewey. I, mean, I don't. Well, maybe he has a doctorate. Who knows that? He could be Dr. Dewey. He'd have to go back to school. He has a PhD in uh, political theory. Who knows? Yeah. Here you go. I don't know. I I just... Beach City wouldn't be the same without him. Hmm. Like I said, I'm pitting all my hopes, therefore, on the safe bet, which is the the music episode. That one's going to be cool, no matter what. And I don't have to worry about, will my main man lose his election? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it'll probably like it, it looks like the in the very first episode we're going to be getting an answer to that. So, or maybe we won't. You already yeah. have the answer. The answer is Dewey will win. I hope. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, man, Nanofaud's mayor. I'm not. I'm not saying no to that either. Hmm. But who will make the pizza shop awesome if she's the mayor? She has like descendants. <laughs> no, you're, you're trusting Kofi. He's a yellow oh God, diamond. I did pawn. not say that. I said I'm thinking <laughs> Jenny. Kofi, it's okay. it's gonna skip a generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's just a figurehead, I mean. 
He's just a tool for Yellow Diamond. I mean, think, you know, Garnet destroys his sign, so he bans, you know, his no. his number one customer from coming to the store. Well, he'd only banned his friend. The, he only banned the Crystal Gems. Oh, he didn't ban Steven? He only banned the active rebels, not the not the son of the rebel. You see, because as a human, he understands the difference between Steven and Rose. If he literally was Yellow Diamond, he wouldn't have been able to make that distinction. So that's how oh. we know he's merely her servant. Theory debunked. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> uh, but the, the jury still is out on whether Onion is a diamond. Yes, you know, that pregnancy video, we didn't see what was oh. on screen. We did not see what was on screen. So we don't know. But Steven said it was a hospital setting, not a hospital. I think that video is an alibi. (laughs) Only a hospital setting staged by the diamonds. Yep, I'm behind it. These are the hard-hitting insights of the Lunar Ceasefire. This birth was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Oh, my God. Bunga Kawa. (laughs) (laughs) And that scene just being even worse because... Everyone's apparent first impression in the first few seconds of that was that he was actually viewing Onion's conception. <laughs> yeah, so they did They did not leave that unambiguous. The way that video started was like, "Wait, what? Are, what is okay. this show doing?" That would make adding a laugh track even worse. Poor Yellowtail. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh. This is a show for children, Jeezy. <laughs> Actually, we don't know if Onion is Onion the child of Yellowtail, or yes. I guess yes. Marty well, would only be that one fan time. We don't know. That's probably the only time that he and Vidalia conceived children. So, yeah. Oh well, that's true. Step. I mean, yeah, because we know that Onion, or on, we don't know what Onion calls Yellowtail. We know that we only know what Sour Cream calls him. Oh man, oh, yellow dad. dad now. Yeah, so many mysteries. That's true. I think it was made very clear that Onion is the biological child yeah. of yeah. Yellow Dad. Any more any more thoughts on the preview? All one minute of it? <laughs> yeah. All you know, 16. try try to watch it on the app. You know, I know it's gonna yep. be available everywhere else, but you know, try to watch it on on the official app first. Let them know that you know, you're still trying to watch it somewhere or set it up to record when it eventually somehow makes it to television. Like I said, you're you're on demand section uh, for your cable provider. I I hope they give that information back to Cartoon Network. I hope. One could dream. I mean, One I think the, hope. the best way to really show your support for the show is to get the, the merchandise. Yeah, buy, yeah, buy Save the Light. Little Little plug for Save the Light right now. It's really fun. Paper Mario style. If you like the Paper Mario style, get it. Yeah. Well, uh, did they do any bug fixes yet? I don't want to throw it under the uh, bus at the end of this episode. Patch hasn't come out yet. Yeah. For anyone who is thinking about the game, just want to throw out one other thing, which is if you haven't seen any coverage of it yet, it is apparently having some pretty major issues with, with tons of tons of bugs. So yeah, they'll, get, they'll get that ironed out. They'll yeah. get it's disappointing, out. though, because from all the other reviews, they... Love every other aspect of it. Love the gameplay. Love the visuals. Love the story. So, you know, all that really the missing piece is really just the just that they released a little too early. It seems. Yeah. The greatest the greatest games always come from the studios that have trouble shipping it bug free. So 
that's all that's authentic gaming right there that's how you know it's coming to the pc yeah. eventually we'll, we'll be yeah. seeing if it's we're a gonna great be game with doing bugs. an episode on save the light because i don't think any of us have the consoles to run it no. i think except gc yeah nintendo switch for life i really hope that they bring it there because of how big of fans of oh. nintendo rebecca and the team are so <laughs> You it's know, like, hey, look, on. we had your GameCube in our in our show. <laughs> Please let us pl- uh, put your game on your stores. I'm right. crossing my fingers and hoping for a PC release so I can double dip. Yeah, I feel like you. PC is the easiest to to port over from consoles from those two. So, especially Xbox, there's a lot of cross play Xbox games releasing right now. So, it should be easy for them to do. But yeah, I think Grumpy Face Studios is still a little new on the block. So, they're figuring out lots of things. Yeah, something tells me a lot of people who pl- who watch Steven Universe are PC gamers. Just a feeling, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, everybody, join us next week. Uh, we will have new episodes to talk about uh, yeah! next week, so that's going to be a party. Until then, though, I'm DC13. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.